0: It all going? it's all going big sigh of relief
1: so do you want to tell everyone what just <laughs> happened so you can talk about it and then get it off your chest
0: yeah so photographers out there, you might feel my pain. Maybe you've never experienced this. And if you've never experienced this, then kudos to fucking you. (laughs) Um, But we were just about to record and what we do for recording, we record on our mics and we also record by video, which is on my camera that I also use for shooting. And I got the chance today to have a lovely photo shoot With Allie.
1: For fun. For fun. Just for
0: fun. Just for funsies. As we do. Like we love creating together. And I was going to use that SD card to record this episode. Which obviously I know I should be using a totally different SD
1: card. I'm sure photographers literally heard that detail and were like. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No you didn't.
0: (laughs) Yeah I did. Um, So. And I was on autopilot mode. I was checking to see how much space I had left on the SD card to see if it was doable to record this episode or film this episode. And I was on my thumbs or just on autopilot and I reformatted the card. And if you don't know what that means, that means that every single image of Allie and I's work today is gone, <laughs> but we are just sitting here. Obviously I'm really upset. However, I know it could have been worse. It could have been for a paid client. It could have been for a wedding. It could have been for something else. However, it was a really good fucking shoe. Like, Allie was a fucking badass, and I was just loving it so much.
1: But... But things happen, and I think it's an important story to kind of tell, because immediately, I, I, like, I... She went like no like a blood curdling no and I knew instantly what it, what had happened but I didn't I did not know if it was for the paying client that was the session before me or for my photos and my heart absolutely sunk because I, if it was a paying client that would have been catastrophic yes. whereas this was just a bummer a,
0: a big fat fucking <laughs> bummer <laughs> Um, and I think this obviously segues really nice into our conversation today about just Ali and and my our our journeys that mm-hmm. we've gone through as artists and some of the mistakes we've made along the way and Absolutely. some of the really pivotal moments that have allowed us to catalyze our our journeys as humans and artists in general. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that just happened. And so I will say that there has been a moment, I think it was like this time last year, maybe in the spring, where similarly, it was my SD card, but it was a hard drive, an external hard drive, had just, what seemed to have lightly fallen on the ground, fell on the ground and broke. And yes, there were already galleries and photos personal and professional on that external hard drive but there was a gallery that I had not edited yet and had not sent out but in that instance that gallery was on the SD card so I was able to get it back and I actually put down a pretty penny to get those photos back on my external hard drive so at the end of the day all in all as catastrophic as it feels it's not It's not. And it's just something that I think is a really big learning opportunity. You might lose money along the way, but I think now I know that I have the hard drives that I know are like bulletproof, so I will never break a hard hard drive ever again. And now I know that I need a separate SD file to only record for videos. Yes. Lessons learned. Lessons Lessons learned. learned. So many, so many. So... Yeah, what are we talking about today?
1: I don't know. Do you want to kind of kick it off with a little bit? I think for me, I a topic that's big for me on my brain is kind of how we currently are existing with our own individual artistic journeys, the House of Willows Venture that we're doing together, and then we each also have, you know, those nine to five jobs. Yeah. And I know for me, as you know, there in the last like month or two i've had like a lot of significant like struggles with my bandwidth my mental health and a lot of different aspects of my life so i think opening up some of the doors behind that because i think a lot of our audience uh, you know a good portion of them do do this full time like their artistic journey is their 9 to 5 right. and that's fantastic but i think a large part of them also have their nine to fives as well and kind of making it like making sure everyone knows it's not all sunshine and rainbows like it's really 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 hard oh yes (laughs) and so i think just kind of breaking down some of those like like the, I hate to say the word lies, but like sometimes I just feel like I'm oh, force yeah. like lies about what, totally. yeah. what it means to be an artist and what it means to be a professional artist and what it means to be all these things. And I feel like I'm not any of them. I'm not living up to the hype of any of it. And it's just like,
0: fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. I think too, like a lot of it that we've actually talked about with some of our other guests is like, the starting point, the process, and then, like, the final product mm-hmm. and how no one really knows what's going on in the process part. Like, yes, yes you might see a reel of someone painting or doing a shoe, but that is that one minute of their life that you have no idea what's going on with their income or their family or their job or their other job or their art, so... This episode is really to just be so brutally honest and vulnerable, and to let y'all know that this is hard and it's also rewarding. And I think that is definitely the difference between pouring your cup and not having someone else or something else fill it back up. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think... I mean, just to get like the brutally honest part of it, to so for like people to know, I am going to my first therapy session on Wednesday. Woo-hoo! And I've never done therapy before. Yes, absolutely. I, I had reached a point in aminosis where with my new nine to five, the house of willows picking up, like just trying to have a social life on top of that, trying to like take care of myself. I was felt I was feeling just so split. Yes. Like in a million different directions to the point where pretty much last week I had the most physically, like my anxiety was starting to manifest physically, like in a way it has mm-hmm. never manifested itself before so hard, it was so hard but it was so ultimately the trigger where my I reached out to a friend who has been in therapy and I was like I need to figure this out, I can't do it by myself I, and she immediately sent me a link to BetterHelp and she's like, first week free yeah <laughs>
0: no this is not sponsored by BetterHelp health yet (laughs) but that is awesome and I feel like again like sometimes again even like this mistake I just made I mean sometimes mistakes we make are the doors of change yeah you know and much so I totally live by that and it sucks That sucks. You know, I I do think that sometimes we have to really hit rock bottom or fuck up really bad to make the change. But I think everyone is on a separate journey to kind of figure that out and just giving it a lot of space instead of trying to push it away like oh my god I'm never gonna do that ever again like yeah. don't worry I don't need to buy a new SD card because I'm, I'm never gonna make a mistake ever again or if you're like oh my god like this is just a one-night thing like I'm never gonna feel like no you're like okay like I think something's gotta change mm-hmm. and so that can happen in so many different areas of our creative journeys and through whether it's working with people whether it's collaborating whether it's a client whether it's a bigger corporation you know You're going to mess up like all the time. Yes. And so just allow yourself to have that patience and know that you're not the only one fucking up.
1: Well, and also part of it too, is like, I'm constantly like, I go back and forth where I'm like, and this is like nine to five house of willows, lavender lilac across the board where it's like a back and forth of me thinking like have grace with yourself for like (laughs) when you mess up and all this stuff. And then me thinking like everyone constantly thinks that I am messing up and you mm. need to stop it or whatever, where it's like totally an overanalyzation of you have a freaking clue what other people are thinking. <laughs> and realistically, <laughs> no one else is thinking that, yes. but then I'm also not a lot, la- but on the flip side, I'm like trying to tell myself have grace with your mistakes
0: right. or whatever, but I'm like
1: constantly overanalyzing that everyone thinks everything I do is the mistake. Absolutely. Like, That's
0: very real. That's very real. I had someone, actually experienced that as well. And kind of was using this phrase of like, don't I have to draw the line somewhere? And I'm like, you know, I think that's going to come naturally. Mm -hmm. I think you're just going to figure it out. And again, I think the biggest part about this is that you're not doing it alone. Like, yes, Mm -hmm. Allie, you are your, you are the only person in your small business. But Obviously, there's me and there's the House of Willows. I mean, that's why we made this community. This is exactly this episode is actually really going to be a huge just opening of why we started this in the first place, because Allie and I are two separate business owners Mm -hmm. in two completely separate mediums. But we get it. Like, even Allie just being here in this moment, I obviously would have texted her, FaceTimed her if she wasn't <laughs> here. Like, hey, to just oh, be like, she literally just looked at me and was like, It's okay. And I'm like, But it's not. But it's not. <laughs> it's not. And she's like, Emma, it's okay. And just to have that, like, holy fuck. Like, that is exactly what we want to transfer to everyone all over. Because again, this shit is hard being an artist is fucking hard Mm -hmm. being an artist while also working other jobs is fucking hard yeah so we're really going to dive in into where we're coming from what we're doing yeah and even again some of the more pivotal points that we've had of growth and even maybe some of the harder like less exciting ones yeah so question then
1: you have your 9-5, you have your House of Willows, you have your photography. What has honestly been, like, the hardest thing to navigate for you? Like, ha- having your hands in so many different buckets. Yeah. Like, what's been absolutely. the hardest part?
0: Absolutely. So a little background, as you know, because we've mentioned it. Allie and I went to college together, go Sharks, Simmons College, now University, uh, and I graduated with my bachelor's of science in nutrition and dietetics. So I am a registered dietitian. I went through the internship process, sat for the boards, certified, registered, all that good stuff. So I'm currently working a full um, caseload of clients for eating disorders, body liberation, intuitive eating, all that great stuff. At Simmons, I also minored in photography, which was something that honestly was just a bonus. Like, I remember, like, looking for colleges and knowing that I was like, okay, I know that my goal is to become a dietitian. However, if a school has photography, fucking sweet, sign me up. Mm-hmm. So I ended up minoring in it, honestly thinking that because I was a dietitian, I had to do, like, more food photography. So I definitely dipped my toes um, in sank in the food photography world because I was like, I honestly don't like cooking and I don't oh. like baking. So sorry, Mima, my Italian grandmother, if you're hearing this. Um, it's just not my jam. So I, I found myself really forcing myself into that realm of like, you're a dietitian, you should have a food blog. Again, no hate if anyone does that, but just not, not my jam. So it wasn't until college where I actually started really diving into portraits Mm -hmm. and so the pandemic 2020 was actually right in the middle um when it was safe enough I started doing more shoots which like paid shoots and I remember it it was like kind of wild I feel like everyone was just ready it was like perfect timing for people to start like getting out of the house and they're like oh I'll totally do that like yes I want to do that and I think it just like really it really when it, it just really, really started to develop, and this was all prior to the House of Willows. So at the time, I was doing my work as a dietitian. I was doing some side photography stuff, and then also this past winter, actually two winters ago, 2021, I started grad school. I'm hoping to become a professor to kind of teach wheat stigma, which is so needed so I kind of again like Ali was saying I have like an academic side like a very kind of binary in a way viewpoint of certain things within science and academics and then I kind of have my creative side and I always viewed them very separate however the house of willows recently has made me realize that they actually overlap in certain ways The education piece. I'm doing more education in the House of Willows. And also, my work as a body liberation, fat positive dietitian, I can capture bodies that we don't usually see, whether that's office style, boudoir style, nudity, all of this. Like, really kind of sending using photography to kind of also using it as a catalyst to share my work I do as a dietitian. Mm has been so energizing. They pair beautifully. Oh my goodness. They pair
1: really, really beautifully. It feels yeah. so
0: good. It, coming again from that point where I was really trying to force myself into the corner of food photography and recognizing, like, I don't want to do that. And thinking, like, oh, my photography and my work as a dietitian have to be separate. Oh my gosh. Like, it was, honestly, it was photography. I wrote my college essay of, like, being so comfortable and permanent behind the camera and creating beauty versus being the beauty. Mm -hmm. And when I switched those roles, it honestly allowed me to find more comfort and stability with my relationship with my body. Cause I thought like, Oh, I don't, I don't deserve or I don't, I'm not meant to be in front of the camera. And when I finally switched that, that was when my relationship with my body actually becomes, became so much more liberating. And I really hadn't put two and two together until like this past year. And so again, kind of going back to your original question, Allie, of like, you know, what is the hardest part? I think the hardest part is remaining purposeful Mm -hmm. and not just going through the motions. It's easy to just go through the motions
1: very much so i think it's very easy when you have so many things that you need to check the box on right it becomes very easy to just check the box like Absolutely. And, and i was going through that the other day where i was thinking about you know i have the last time i created to create with no deadline with no expectation of a client of and filling my inventory of anything it's been a long time. Yeah. And it's really really hard to kind of especially when you start to monetize, you know, a very personal creative part of yourself. Yeah. It's hard to allow yourself to just create and be exciting and happy and just Absolutely. in the moment with it because there is the underlying purpose of making money from this work that you're doing. Right. And it's really hard once you kind of are being pulled in so many different directions to like level set with yourself and be like, "Hey, If you keep going down this path, you're not going to enjoy it anymore.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And I think that has definitely been one of the pros Mm -hmm. of not solely being an artist As for everything I do is that there are ways for our work to overlap and also ways in which we can take a break. Yeah. Right? And so... Like today, when we were creating, I was like, oh, this feels so good. Like, I haven't done this in a while. And so it's it's nice to kind of, in a way, it's almost like if you've ever been like in a long-distance relationship and you see that person again after a couple months, you're like, oh, my goodness, this feels so good. Distance makes the heart grow. Yes. On. Like, come on. But again, at the same time, I think there's also that perceived pressure we feel of, oh, I should always be creating. Yeah. Fuck I'm you. an artist. I should always be creating.
1: Literally, fuck no. I couldn't tell you the la- I haven't made a new pattern. Like, I haven't made a new creation, I would say, in, like, potentially, like, eight months to a year. Yeah. Because a lot of what I do, like, my larger scale pieces are... Those are custom or whatever those come from me but a lot a lot of the stuff that I start my website with is like I created those patterns like a year or two ago right and I just replicate and I restock like for like my bags my pant hangers and all these things like I created that pattern that design like potentially two years ago right so like the last the last piece I created just to kind of create was a commission I did for Madison Trenton right and I only just finished that like yesterday
0: and (laughs) how did that feel though to know that you haven't been doing it and again like I know. We've talked about some of that pressure or guilt even yeah. of like, shouldn't I be doing this more? Like, how do you feel like it felt to finish a piece like that? Because I know you did it twice. Oh, yeah. So
1: <laughs> for just some background. So I created this piece. It's, I, I love this pattern. And I told, I made it for like one of my best friends, Madison and her husband. And I told her, I said, just so you know, this absolutely is going to be a one-of-a-kind, never replicated piece, because I swear to fucking God, I'm not doing this again. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'm not touching this pattern again. I, it, It's a very symmetric piece. It requires, like, if it is off by, like, a centimeter, if it's uneven, like, you will notice just based on the structure and, like, how precise you have to be with the pattern. And I made it, one, I did it the first time, and I'm not going to lie, I was so frustrated. I wasn't doing the right technique or whatever. And I just kind of got to the end and I was like, oh, it's going to be good enough. It's because I was so frustrated with it. And then I like noticed it and I was done. I was like, Madison, it's done. I'll bring it over. We like, like kind of placed it up on our wall and it was so noticeably off center that I was like, just take it off. I'll take it back. (laughs) I'll
0: undo the entire thing. And I'm just
1: going to redo the whole thing. And happy, happy mistake. So like speaking back to like what just happened, like maybe we'll reshoot that and they're going to be even, even better. But by having to redo it, like I fixed my mistakes. It looks so much better. I did an entirely different strategy on my approach to it and it looks great. And I'm so excited to like give it to them and have it hang up in their home for forever, which is like really, really important to me. But the second I was done with it, it was like, I, I think partially because it's been like, this is like, honestly guys, like a nearly a year long commission (laughs) because I had to do it like twice. Um, but I, I was so excited once I was done because I was like, "Oh my god, it looks beautiful! I'm so proud of this. All this stuff." Da, da, da. But I was like, "I cannot wait! Now I get to do I get to do something oh new. Gosh, I get to do right? something new." And that that feeling of like, "Oh my god, like what's the next one I want to yes. do?" was so energizing to me because I haven't felt that in over a year.
0: So right, starting and finishing a piece like that takes a lot of time and energy. And especially working another job could be beneficial in a way, Mm -hmm. but also hard knowing that you don't have as much time. It's not like you can do your work, you know, throughout the day, day after day, through the weekday. It might be more so something that you're doing after hours. But it also might feel nice to do it after hours, mm-hmm. knowing that you're giving yourself a break in that sense. And then there are also going to be times where you're too fucking tired to do it. Yeah. Right? And so I think, again, like, working another job that doesn't necessarily have to do with your art. Because, again, as Madeline Nassif stated so beautifully, it's not just about being an artist, mm-hmm. right? Like, we are human The work we do is not just about the art, as I kind of mentioned from my own personal viewpoint. I do so many different things and they're all different, but they're all connected. Right. And that's stemming from me. Yeah. I'm not doing it for someone else. And I think that's some of the struggles that we're having is that. We are looking for our work, that's not our nine to five, to bring in some additional income while doing something we love. That's maybe a little bit, we're using our brains differently. We're using more creativity. And at the same time, there are going to be moments, just like Ali said, where you might not create something new. Or for yourself in a while. And that's okay because there's likely other shit going on. There's There's
1: always other shit going on. Like always other shit going on I think is the really important thing. And that's also something I've been like trying to have like a lot of grace with myself in too. Is like anytime. And and, you know what? I love social media. I think I have fun on it. I love what we're building there. But to not recognize the toxicity of it as well is just naive right um and so anytime i'm scrolling and this is you know work professional just kind of personal stuff like anytime i scroll through it's constantly a comparison it's constantly like oh my god like if i could just do Like, how come I can't produce that much work? How come I can't? It looks like they have, like, 50 custom pieces every day, I Ooh. swear to God, or whatever. And it's just kind of, like, recognizing that my my place is so different yes. in the world than yes. whoever that individuals is. Right. And something that I've been doing that was like, honestly been really anchoring for me is, like, anytime I have any sort of comparison, whether like, across the board, I just would, like, in my head, I'm like, okay, check in. Would you change your life? Would you trade your life with that person? You can't have your job. You can't have your friends. You can't have your family. You can't have your skill sets. You can't have any of this. You have to have their life. Would you still switch? The answer is always no. Right.
0: Always no. Something that I will personally state, I know it's possible, but I do think that it's just not my own path, is I don't think I will only ever be an artist. Mm. I don't think that that's necessarily my path and what I'm supposed to do. Have I wanted to only be an artist? Yeah, there have been, there Mm. have been many moments. And just as you mentioned, Allie, whether it's going on social media or even working with other artists in their own studios or in their own environments or, or seeing them do this work, you know, I'm like, damn, I wish that. I lived in the middle of nowhere somewhere and had this epic studio just to myself to just be creating. But there are so many other things that I personally am doing both personally and professionally where it's like, I have a piece for art yeah, and I have a piece for counseling. I have a piece for education and those things again might overlap. But I honestly think I would get very bored, and I would get very stressed. Yeah, if I was I, only doing photography.
1: I think I have thought about that as well, and I think honestly something I'm very envious of with you is like the way like your work in nutrition and diet dietetics. Yeah, yeah, dietetics. Um, pairing with your photography, so beautifully it's like that feels very natural and like a seamless like integration of like mm. call it creative and professional yeah, whereas yeah. I feel my creative and my current nine to five I though if anyone is listening I very much do love my job at my nine current nine to five but it's very far removed right. from my creative self yeah um where actually I'm finding more of that middle like Gap to be is the house of willows. Yes. Whereas I, so for those who don't know, my nine to five job is I work in growth marketing. Mm-hmm. So I work for um, a healthcare startup and I'm in their growth marketing department. I would love to merge that aspect of myself by growing entrepreneurially like the house of willows. That to me is the merging point. And that is kind of where I'm working to someday get to that point where I can have like my creative energy, but then like the structure, like the strategic mindset of how do we grow this? How do we build our following? How do we do that? Like that is where my brain wants to go for the house of willows. And that to me is that seamless integration of my two worlds. Yeah. at present, I'm just not at a, at the point where yeah. I can release this other more corporate aspect of me, but I also right. enjoy that still. Yes. So like the day hasn't come where I even w- I want to give that up yet because mm-hmm. it very much is feeding certain like go, 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 fast paced, Let's hit our numbers. Let's do this because that is like, I need that. Right. I'm not going to say all of that is not overwhelming. Yeah, <laughs> <But laughs>
0: I will say. Absolutely. Well, I think again, this also kind of segues us into this idea that it can be very overwhelming and also at the same time, again, like that rewarding piece of it, mm-hmm. right? And at the same time, that can also overall go back to feeling overwhelming in the sense like we were even talking about it like the house of willows is growing yeah and we expected it to you know we really put our heart and our minds into this but that's also really overwhelming yeah right like this is this is curating more effort from us that we might not have in certain areas and so that's why again like Again, the House of Willows is a large community of artists that we network and create with. And it's Allie and I are in the back end right yeah. now, right? We we are the, the two creatives really driving this this business. Will it always be like that? No, we're not hoping we're Hopefully hoping not. it will <laughs> totally open up. But right now we know that it has to just be us two doing the more business side of things and it's exciting that it's growing and at the same time there have been many moments where Allie and I have just sat down and talked and been like okay so what's the plan
1: let's reset expectations let's exactly like...
0: resetting expectations is something that is constantly happening when you're working mm-hmm. other jobs than just your creativity side
1: on our own separate endeavors you and photography me in fiber art you're you're making your decisions and the only only one who has to live with like the ramifications of those decisions is yourself right like whereas now we're in a partnership so like if I drop the ball Emma suffers too it's not just me who suffers and so it's really having to like navigate those waters or like making a decision where you're like oh I want red oh I want blue and we have
0: to land in purple like, I knew it was going to be that color. You
1: crazy! I was
0: like, I hope she says purple. <laughs>
1: Could you imagine if I just went, Emma wants red, I want blue, and we went with yellow.
0: Yeah, I would have been like, fuck Allie, that was like a really missed opportunity to like really shine.
1: I, I'm not going to lie, there was a moment there where I, right before I said purple, where I was not convinced that was the proper color.
0: <laughs> I was going to be like, it's purple. <laughs> this is why Allie and I work so well together. But no, seriously, I think that has helped us, though. Mm-hmm. I this work too. It's also allowing even creativity to not just be fiber art mm-hmm. or or photography.
1: Dude, the amount of times Emma and I will just look at our Instagram feed and go, "That's beautiful." You don't understand. This is amazing. I love our feed. I love our feed. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's going to be our next sticker, even if just is like owned by the two of us. Of quote, "I love, I love our, our feed." feed. <laughs>
0: absolutely but seriously like that is it's just allowed at least to speak personally like just to open up more ways for me to enjoy creativity Mm -hmm. and again like I similar to you I had not done photography just for myself in a really long time I, I made time for it during the snowstorm we had but that's because My significant other was working and there was nothing to do. And so I had the motivation and the creativity to do something, but it doesn't happen all the time and it's okay that it doesn't happen all the time. I am making that decision for myself. If you are listening and you make time to create for yourself Mm -hmm. while doing other jobs every weekend, that's amazing. That is awesome that you're doing that if it feels right and comfortable for you, there are too many places, at least in my life where I feel like I'm forcing things. Mm -hmm. And that is what I am really trying to be aware of as I'm done. I'm done forcing things. I don't want to be forcing myself to do things anymore. And you might be sitting here and laughing and being like well there's always going to be something and you're right yeah there might always be something that i have to do that i might not necessarily want to do for but for the majority especially when it comes to the work that i'm doing i want to be doing it on my time
1: Hey y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so happy that you are here and we have a quick favor. If you have a minute, be sure to follow us wherever you are streaming
0: and leave us a little quick review. We are so, so, so thankful. You are part of this. What's last thing you said? So I was talking about how I'm done with fucking forcing myself to Mm. do certain things I don't want to do. Perfect. Okay. Yeah,
1: and I think a big something that's really kind of critical, you know, when you're trying to not force yourself to do things that you I mean, yes, we have to do things that we don't always want to do sometimes, but like there are plenty of things that we do that we don't want to do that we don't have to do. Yeah. And the way to stop doing those things is to set boundaries.
0: Boundaries. <laughs> I know <I'm> this
1: <laughs> um, and that can be really hard. And I was chatting about this with a friend the other day just thinking about like, like you can say no. Like I've, I've heard like people tell me like, Allie, just say no. Like, Oh, like I'm tired. Like I have to go to this thing. Well then don't go like, like, but I have to go. Mm -hmm. Like all of these things where it's like, no, you don't. Mm -hmm. And it's only recently that I've started to, um, like set certain boundaries where I'm like, I don't have the brain power to give to that. Right. well what if I, I don't need a lot I just need a little I'm like I can't even give you a little no like I really I don't have the brain power for it I don't have the energy for it I have a lot of things going on right boundary set like yes I also like socially even I started to do this I used to get like really annoyed with kind of like people who I used to think had like were wishy-washy with making plans like oh do you want to do something oh yeah maybe and I'm like well it's Monday like I want to know if I'm doing something on Friday mm-hmm. whereas like if I don't know that I'm actually going to want to do something on Friday, I'm not going to commit to it on Monday because there is, that does no good to, for me. And it does no good for the person who I potentially might be bailing on.
0: Absolutely. So, like, Absolutely. Like
1: there's no, if you're not ready to make it, the commitment, then mm-hmm. don't commit. And that itself can be like a boundary of like, yeah, no, like I don't know what I want to do on Saturday. So I just, I'm setting a boundary. Like I can't commit to that yet. Yeah. That's fine.
0: Totally. That's actually something that I recognized. This past weekend, actually, I do not like it when I have two things going on mm. for the weekend. Yeah. If like, I you- like if I have plans, it it's only gonna be on Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. You know, even in a creative way. It's really hard to commit doing something on Saturday and on Sunday. And so when I went into this weekend, I was feeling like I have a lot to do this weekend. And that's when I finally started thinking about how I haven't been present. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And it's just been doing, 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 doing. And from a nine to five perspective, again, everyone's jobs are different. You might be able to get by by just checking off boxes. But at least I know for me, even when I might not necessarily wanting to be doing something, and I'm rushing it, or I'm just checking the box, it actually can feel more draining, Mm -hmm. instead of kind of being driven by this sense of purpose. And I've just recognized that lately, there have been moments where I've just done things to do them. And that's actually fucking exhausting.
1: Yes, like, so heavily exhausting to like, and I, I, I'm linking it back to even our conversation with Madeline like from our last episode of finding your deeper why and right. I think sometimes the why my why can get confused or like pushed to the side and mm-hmm. in, in a lot of scenarios because you're just in your brain like to get from point a to point b I have to do all of these things and check all of these boxes and you right. you lose focus on like your true motivating like like North star and why you're doing it in the first
0: place. It gets cloudy.
1: Yeah. And even like beyond that, the the phrase, like, I don't like live to work. I work to live. Like Mm -hmm. you need to like, we're not doing this to like make money and like keep grinding and doing all these things and like to not be happy in the lives we lead. Like if, if I, you have to start to understand that like, When you're getting overwhelmed, why? Like, why are you allowing yourself to be put in that position of, like, being overwhelmed? Life is really hard. Yes. And no one's going to sit here and tell you that it's not. And sometimes it's hard and you can't change anything about it. And that's totally fine. But in a lot of scenarios, you can make different choices that put yourself first, that can allow you to ground yourself better, like, get a different perspective on the way you approach
0: Meeting new people. I think that's another thing, too. It's like, Allie and I have definitely both been in 9 to 5s where we were miserable. Like, where our mental health was down the toilet. And I'll speak for myself, but I thought I had to stay there. Mm. I thought that I had, I, like, knew I had a choice to leave, but I was like, yeah, but no, you don't. The, like, I, you could no, you can't,
1: though. Like, yeah, yeah no, you could, but, like,
0: no, yet. you're kind of stuck. Like, don't do that. And it literally wasn't until the pandemic that showed me that I actually wasn't stuck. Yeah. And that's fucking huge that took a fucking global pandemic that I didn't have to stay at that job where it wasn't filling my cup. It well, was the, only doing it in certain ways, not the, enough ways.
1: I distinctly remember, too, like, from the time... You know, I started interning in college to like literally just like three months ago when I started jobs that, you know, you had to stay, and you commit to a job and you stay there for at least a year, like yeah. bare minimum. If right. you don't like it, right. you stick it out for a year. Yeah. That did not happen. Yeah. Like I literally stayed at my last job for six months and it just wasn't a fit for me. And, really? I, and I had to, I was like, why, why? I was um, like, oh, I'll stay here for a year. Like I, I, it'll look really bad on my resume if I don't. And then it just clicked and it was like, this opportunity came around. Yep. Fantastic opportunity. Right, that where you're currently at is not filling your cup. It's right. not doing it for you, and that's fine. Right. So why would you why would you sit through six more months of you not feeling comfortable and like content right. and happy?
0: Right. Because you're air quote supposed to do right. it. Hey, and I think again, if you're thinking, listening to this episode, like it's because I need the money. We get it, and I will say there are other opportunities out there for you to get money. Yeah. There is. There really is. I was, I was talking about this too, in this workshop this past weekend where free, free labor is, is something that will happen depending on where you are, but don't let that be your expectation. Do not let free labor be the expectation for you, especially as artists. Like I know a lot, like, Hey, fucking artists. Like, we put on a fucking sticker, people. Because, like, artists are so underpaid, especially and unfortunately in situations where, you know, whether it's a friend or a family member. Like, oh, can you just do this quickly or can you do that? And it's like we're taken advantage of, right? And so if you are working your 9 to 5 or let's say you quit your 9 to 5 and you wanted to be an artist full time and it's not cutting it know that you didn't fail. Yeah. There are so many other ways. I think the biggest barrier is that we're assuming that we can't do it and we're not letting ourselves explore the options.
1: We're not exploring the options. And like to cut, like to go back to like the not valuing ourselves, like I think there's a misconception that like when you're starting off, like you got to give freebies out, you got to do this, right. you got to do this and that. And once you start to do that, you're setting an expectation specifically for the people like in your life who are closest to you. And speaking from experience, it's very hard to like break out of that. that you give You give your friends a discount and like, I love everyone who's listening. I cannot take it away from them at this point in time. Yeah. And thankfully, like a majority of like the people closest in that immediate inner circle are like. Uh yeah, you and your discount, ha ha ha. I know it's full price. I see it on your website. Here it is. Mm -hmm. Then you have the tier out who are like yeah, definitely or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But could you imagine? Like I'm just trying to think. Like if you have a friend who's like an accountant, would you ever expect them to do your taxes for you for (laughs) free?
0: Like I, there's just no. Literally, this is the best example. Like you know, absolutely. You know, like if my friend. Chad, hey, do my, just do my taxes. Can you just do my taxes quit. for me? I just know you're good at it. Yeah, like it's your job. You like to do it, right? No. Like, <laughs> like you would
1: never <laughs> expect Chad, the CPA, to do your taxes for free. So why do you expect to take my my labor for free?
0: Fuck yes, mic job. <laughs> Literally. Literally. And it can be hard. But again, that goes back to those boundaries. If you are listening and you've experienced someone deny your work because of this you're dodging a bullet they weren't interested in your work they were interested in your free work exactly like whoa yes snaps for that literally literally and again you will find the community you will it's out there i think again a big part of this journey is fucking patience yeah patience and empathy, and accountability for yourself. Not yeah. just the work you do, but for yourself. Because, again, if you don't have that for yourself, you're just, like, blindly steering, steering a ship. Like, yeah. you're not, you don't know where you're going. And, you know, in education, we kind of call it, like, backwards design, where, like, you start, we all know the dreams and goals we have. Start there. Yeah. And think, what do I have to do? Okay, I, we, I mean, we did it with the House of Willows. We don't have a shit ton of money, guys. <laughs> Just letting you know. Um, no one's paying for no one's paying us to do this. Okay,
1: hey, we're working on monetizing in right? different ways, okay?
0: But we do this because one, we love it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do this if I didn't love it. I do love the House of Willows, but I don't
1: always love it. Yeah. But I believe in it like big 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 time there are definitely times where i'm like so overwhelmed and i'm like i can't fucking just i can't write this instagram caption right Right. now because i'm so overwhelmed with every other thing but like i'm gonna do it because i know like i've said this to emma before but it's not like an it's not a if we reach our goal it's a when we reach our goal like it's gonna happen Or, our first goal, because we'll always have them and they will continuously evolve. But we have a very big first goal of like having physical studio space. And to me, there's not a doubt in my mind that we will have that at some point. It's not an if, it's a when. And because I believe in that so heavily and I believe in the community that we're building to then have a space to like congregate together, that's what fuels me. I don't always love it though. Right. Like,
0: this is where we know it's going to happen. Because we've set the intention, we've adapted, we've communicated, we've set boundaries, and all of that stuff starts with yourself. That is why I think that's the biggest takeaway from this episode is that there's a lot of self-work you need to do to get here and Holy to be here. Yeah. And again, even though that's coming inward and it might feel something very individualized there's always support outside of it and i think that is again the goal we have we want you to listen to this episode and know that by no means we're perfect and by no means that we're not stressed or feel on the on like that we're on the verge of burnout we're very accountable to not reach burnout Mm -hmm. because we we believe in this
1: and we're very transparent with one another when we are we're like hey listen I'm like 80% there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I'm just like, if you want to do this and that's fine. And usually, again, we're pretty good. Like, we're like, oh, yeah, like, absolutely. And again, so if you're in your own business alone, prepare for that. Yeah. Prepare for some some months. I mean, i I've seen it all the time, like, whether I'm shopping from small businesses or... I was actually looking to get my film camera fixed the other day and this guy was like, oh yeah, we have a guy who does it, but like, he's not opening that up until May. And yeah. I, he was like, isn't that nice that he just closed for the winter? And I'm like, yeah, I would love that's to. great that he was able to do that. But maybe he planned that. Maybe that guy planned that I'm going to close my shop for the winter. And that might be a really hard decision to make. But again, it goes back to those moments where we feel like we can't do something that we need to do. Yeah. And again, so talking to other artists, you know, that's why we have this podcast. We're hoping that you can hear from other people of their lived experience, but that shouldn't stop you from networking and, and talking to other people in your medium or people outside of your medium. they like, oh, have you ever taken a hiatus before? Have you ever gone somewhere else to create your work? Have you ever gone on vacation but worked like you know yeah. like or, or has been a staycation like there are so many like you literally can make these decisions it doesn't always have to be about the hustle and the grinding and doing the work all the time because you're not going to last
1: no you're not you have to lean on people whether it's your friends your family a professional or a stranger like yes. i think one of the biggest things here and i and Em and I are in discussions on this too of how do we best like foster a place for everyone to come together and actually have discussions. And so I'm posing a little bit of a, not a challenge, but I will say if you're listening to our podcast right now, just go to like our most recent post about this episode and just kind of like ask a question to anyone. Just pose a question in the comments of like our most recent post or whatever about this episode and just See who responds because we want to foster those kind of dialogues, those conversations. So, like, let's just start there.
0: Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it.
1: I know, isn't it exciting? Uh, Let's do it. I'm gonna go ask a question. Let's go do it.